0: Welcome to the Highway Church Podcast. We're excited for you to join us today. To find out more about us, visit highway.com.au. Hey, thanks for being here tonight. My name's Caleb, and um, we're in for a great night. I, um, if you've been at church lately, we've been speaking around this topic of awake, and um, it's all been based from Ephesians chapter 5. And um, If you can guess where I'm going to speak from tonight... I'll give you free dinner. No. Who said that first? Was that Lou, was it? Fight. Everyone's so generous here, they fight over who's going to get a free meal. Ephesians 5, if you go Bible, turn there. If not, it'll be on this massive electronic Bible behind me. Are you ready? Ephesians 5, I'm going to read from verse 15. My message tonight is so similar to what Pastor Byron was saying this morning, so it's really, really cool. Verse 15, be careful, be very careful then how you live. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. But understand what the Lord's will is. I love that verse. How about you? I've got four things I'm going to talk about tonight. My message is titled, Wake Up and Walk in Wisdom. Everyone say wisdom. Wisdom Wisdom says these four things. Are you ready? Number one, first of all, which is crazy. It's like you've heard it somewhere before. The first thing that wisdom says is be careful how you live. Be careful how you live. Not as wise, not as unwise, but as wise. That's what the scripture says there. And have you ever thought about this tension between... Um, Between faith and wisdom. Who's thought about that a lot? I think I've thought about that a lot, and I don't know whether it's the way that we do church or the way I grew up in youth ministry, but it's been a big tension for me, and I know a lot of young people and and a lot of people in life in general, there's this tension between stepping out in faith, but also acting in wisdom, and recently we've been doing these uh, staff training as a church, and it's been the Paul Scanlon top 10 of team building, And one that we did this probably a couple of months ago was this, number three, are you ready for it? Know the difference between a problem to solve and attention to manage. Know the difference between a problem to solve and attention to manage. You see, this conundrum, this battle between faith and wisdom isn't a problem that we can solve, but it's attention that we can manage. Would you agree? Because if we have all the wisdom and no faith, who knows that we'll do an okay job but we might never inherit all that God has for us if we only have faith and no wisdom. We'll just jump from some things about like major disappointments to major disappointments, and we'll have some breakthroughs. But you know, I think that the two go hand in hand. Would you agree? You see, both faith and wisdom are gifts from God. We we understand that, don't we? Romans twelve three. But God has dealt to each one a measure of faith. 1 Kings chapter 3, Solomon asked God, God said, Hey, whatever you want, soul. You got it. And he's like, Wisdom. I I want to be able to discern. I want wisdom. And God gave it to him. I believe that um, in Proverbs 2 6, it says, For the Lord gives wisdom. Would we agree then that they're both gifts of God, wisdom and faith? You see, sometimes wisdom, though, we learn the hard way. Would you agree? It's like, man, like, why do we have to do that? Like, sometimes we have great role models in our life. Sometimes we have great people and they, you know, say, hey, don't do that, Caleb, don't do that. It won't end well. Hey, Caleb, just don't do that. And then what do I do? The thing that... Because unfortunately, sometimes in our younger, sometimes in life, we have to learn the hard lessons ourselves, man. I feel like sometimes this here is so underutilized, the church. All the experiences... Like, there's, wisdom, there's enough wisdom in this room to make your life a heck load better, yeah. not, even count, not even counting in the God factor. Would you agree? Yes. Like, I, I've been blown away with this lately. We had our young adults retreat last weekend, and we got a guest speaker, um, a couple, they're legends. They started a kid's label called Bo Hudson, and they come in, and it was like, <laughs> everything you wish you could say to a young adult, they could say, but because they had the experience in, like, they're just ripping them, like... Work hard, get a job, do something with you. you know, it's like, yes, this is it. <laughs> but, um, but it's wisdom. Like if, if there's enough wisdom in this room, just taking away the God factor for a moment, if this was just a club, if this was a Rotary club and you were all awesome members and you loved cooking barbecues and doing whatever they do, revive and survive for us, my life would be better because you guys are in it. Would you agree yeah. that that would be the plan? Yeah. Man, you've gone through things that I haven't. There's a whole heap of young people in the front here that need you, the church, and your wisdom, your life experience because wisdom is a gift from God and I believe God built his church. He meshes in parts. Hey, if you've been through something in life, hey, maybe there's someone in this room that you could save from the same pain and the same heartache that you've gone through in life because God built his church. He understands this is a body. This is an organism. It's growing. And don't think you're obsolete for a moment. But you may be the wisdom that someone else's needs. Can I encourage the rest of us? Seek out wisdom. Solomon ended up with it all. He could have asked for riches, could have asked for fame, but he ended up with it all because of the, the motive of his heart was to be wise. And then what happened? Wisdom made a pathway for the rest anyway. You see, sometimes. Our education levels makes it harder for us to have faith. Would you agree? Yeah. Yeah. I feel like sometimes the more I, I research and the more I study the Bible, it's like the harder I, I find it sometimes just to believe what I did earlier on in the journey. Would we agree with that? Because at the start, it was like, oh, a preacher said this. So I believed it. <laughs> you know, Awesome. We live in, I, I make jokes about some of the things I believed growing up in Sunday school or funny things that someone said and I believed and lived out my Christian walk like this but it's like the more we journey in our faith walk with God it's like there's so much in between there's so much context and so much cultural differences and all these things going on and it's like it becomes almost hard to have faith the longer on your faith journey that you are can someone say amen do you understand what I mean Sometimes young people we're so, are so eager to step out in faith, and, but sometimes it's a bit of faith mixed with a bit of stupidity. Would you agree? Sometimes in the second half of life, we're, we're so busy being wise that we never step out in faith. It's a tension to manage. I remember times in offerings where I'd empty my bank account, and that's great when you don't have much. Would you agree? Oh, Jesus, I'm going, to sacri- I'm going to empty my whole... And it sounds awesome. It sounds great to be on stage and saying, I've emptied my whole bank account for Jesus. Like, what I do it now? I have sold my house last year and not brought anyone. Oh. Do you know what I'm saying? There's got to be this balance. It's attention to manage. It's faith and wisdom. Can I encourage you? Find a mentor for each in your life. Find someone that's wiser than you, and find someone that's got bigger faith for you. Like, Kim is really good for me in this, like, because there's moments when we each have the other. Does that make sense? And it's like we compliment each other, which is amazing that that would be God's plan anyway. But it's like, um, I've got all the faith for something, or then she's like, wait on, Hun. but what about this? And it's like, oh, yeah, yeah, good call. Or or the other way around, she's like, babe, I'm like, oh, but... You see, faith and wisdom is attention tension to manage. We need to be careful how we live, not as unwise, but as wise. Can I encourage us? Let our education, let our growth lead us to God and not from him. It's okay not to have a simple faith anymore where we just believe what was once preached. That is okay. But we need a journey to a place where, well, then if, if, if there's deeper truth in that, then what is it? And how can that lead me towards him? Can we be people that would seek out wisdom and people that would seek out faith for our life the first half of the journey is exciting in life sometimes we're gonna we're gonna overtake the world we're gonna do it all <laughs> have you had moments like that it's like yeah I'm gonna, I'm gonna i'll go to the ends of the earth for you jesus we sing songs like that i will go whatever and then like we get later on in life it's like well that was ambitious wasn't it i'm still here i'm still in normal what's going on we're still here like There's a a real tension that we need to manage. I'm going to move on, but please, can we manage the tension, be careful how we live, full of faith and seeking out wisdom. Amen? Amen? Number two, make the most of every opportunity. Make the most of every opportunity. Someone once told me that you have to make the most of an opportunity in the lifespan of the opportunity. What do you think about that? I think everyone here has got those stories like, oh, if only I'd bought that block of land there, or... I was telling someone the other day, like, I'm just gonna talk cars for a second so don't lose me, but I was watching this thing on YouTube, and they're like, oh, check out this car. It's at, like, a classic car auction, and a VNSS Commodore comes in, if you know what that is. And they're like, look at this classic car. I'm like, I could have paid five grand for that, like could have stolen eight from Logan like two years ago, you know, they're everywhere, they were the most stolen car in Australia, by the way, VNS, it's like, and that's a classic car now, like, why didn't we all buy 10 of those, you know, and like, oh, this is going to fetch a fortune, or, or that, that block by the beach, we've always got these things that we regret, these opportunities that we didn't take, so we didn't receive the benefits of that opportunity, make the most of every opportunity. Some of the relationships that you're in and the people that are in your world right now are an opportunity like that. They're an opportunity where God has specifically and strategically placed us there. The people we live next to, not going to be forever. That house that I said that we sold. I'm so thankful for the times that Kim forced me (laughs) because I was too busy to go over and hang out with my neighbor, Jay-Z. I'm so thankful now. We've left, they've moved on, you know what I mean? But this young guy has had a God encounter in his life. Whether he's walking in it or not, I cannot deny that he has experienced God here at youth. Remember, guys? We've seen that. So what opportunities are in your life right now that we're not taking advantage of? And what ones do we need to leverage now with the opportunity that we're in? We need to use the opportunities within their lifespan. Your most valuable commodity, what is it? Do you know? People, yeah. Time. I think it's time. It's time. That's why it says here. Making the most of every opportunity. Another in the translation then the New King James it says, Redeeming the time. Because the days are evil. Redeeming the time. The most valuable commodity that we have is time. It's here and now. What are we doing with it? Yeah. I want to be someone that makes the most of every opportunity that comes my way. Uh, yeah. Do you? Yeah, yeah. And I'm not talking about, like, insignificant opportunities. I'm talking about God opportunities. Like, we all have these, we all have these regrets over these, mass, you know, these financial decisions, you know, or, but, but do we ever regret, <laughs> I know this is going to sound harsh, but do we ever regret the people that we've missed along the way? the opportunities that we had. I I do. Do you? I I feel like there's been moments where Holy Spirit's prompted me to talk to someone and it's like my insecurity is like, no way. Like, don't you dare, Caleb. Have we experienced that? And I walk around and go, oh man, like, oh, I I should have opened my mouth. God, use next time. God, give me another opportunity because I'm going to speak when you prompt me. Have you ever had that when you've been in like a public place at a shopping center, someone's like, man, they need you to pray for them. Have have you experienced that? And it's like, oh, this is awkward." Are are you sure, God? It's like, yeah, okay. And and then you've done it? Who's done that before? And you pray for them, it's like, wow, God, like, I can't believe that they actually said yes to me praying for them. I I can't believe that they actually would would want to hear what you have to say about their lives. I know Steve James here would have way more stories than me of this working in hospital, don't you think? Like, I've been the opportunities that's been unlocked when he said yes to the opportunities that he's had. Wisdom says to make the most of every opportunity. I don't want to get old and have regrets. I don't want to be young and have regrets either. I don't want to be middle aged and have regrets. Wisdom also says, number three, you can get through this. It says, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Wisdom says you can get through this and we can stand in evil days. The next chapter in Ephesians talks about the armor of God. Therefore, put on the full armor of God that when the day of evil comes, you will be able to stand your ground. Ephesians 5 says because the days are evil, the next chapter says you may be able to stand. because of So when the day of evil comes, you'll be able to stand your ground after you've done everything to stand. Jesus taught a lot about two types of people. Do you remember the wise and the foolish builders? The wise and foolish bridesmaids or virgins, depends which translation. These stories are epic because they talk about exactly what we're talking about. They talk about the builder who, we know the story, don't we? Do we know the story? Built his house upon the sand, or, and then the other one built his house on the And then what happened? The wolf came. Oh, no, that's a different story. <laughs> The rain comes down, and the flood, you know, like I remember singing the songs in kids' church. Do you guys remember that? But we, they built on a solid foundation. We have an opportunity to build a life on a solid foundation on the wisdom that God has for us. If wisdom is a gift, I want to seek it for my life, and I want to add a bit of faith in the mix because that He's given me a measure of that. And I'm going to build something with our lives. Are you? And then, so it's got to be more than just a facade. Our world is all about building a facade. Have you noticed? Ian Pike was telling me a story just before this, the service started, and it was a facade. It was a front. Someone was telling him false news about this awesome thing and this and this and this. And when you get the details, it's not as good as your first thought. This is the, our social media culture. It's like, look at this, this is unreal, this is epic, this is happening, this is. And they're like, I oh, was there, man. It wasn't that good. Like, can we be real for a moment? It was like, I didn't really miss out on anything, but. When I look at the news feed, I feel like I missed out on the best time of my life. There's more than a facade. We need to be people with depth and a foundation that we won't be shaken. The days It says, because the days are evil. I'm not concerned about that because my foundation is on God and in Him I put my trust. And I continually put my trust. So we build with a foundation. The other thing, the other story about the bridesmaids is awesome and it talks about the need for us to build a reserve. Remember the ones that were waiting for the bridegroom to come past and their lamps went out and the the wise ones, though, brought extra oil. I think wisdom says that in our lives we need to build up reserves in our faith, reserves in our marriages and in our relationships. We need to build up reserves even in our workplaces so that when when trials come, they're like, no, 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 I know Caleb. Like, he, he wouldn't intentionally do that to me because he's been so faithful in this and because he's done this and he, he's built up a reserve so that when I don't need to take that at face value right now because I know him and that doesn't sound like him. What would our relationships be like if we had a reserve like these bridesmaids did? Where I would say, you know, you come and told me that Kim said this, this and this about you and I'd go, well, fair call. Secondly... But I know that she loves me because we've built up this reserve and I, I don't mind that she said that or that she in a moment of frustration at me, which is fair enough. That she said those things and it come across like that because I know that she loves me and I knew that know that she would do anything for me because she's built up a reserve in our relationship. So this is where we are. In our faith journey, let's be people that will build up reserves. We will go through challenges. Our faith will be challenged. It it will. We'll we'll have things that we pray for and they won't come to pass. (laughs) We'll have things that don't end up the way we thought. That's called life. But when we build up a reserve that we say, hey God, despite my current situation, I'm going to believe that that doesn't change who you are and who you've always been. God, show me a fresh facet from the situation that I'm in so that I can reconnect with you and you could show me your goodness and that you're with me through it all. He does the journey with us, church, that we can go through this. we, We need more than a facade and we need more than empty and hollow religion. We need a reserve. Wisdom says you can get through this. Can I encourage you? If you're here this morning or this evening... Or you were here this morning. If you're here and you're like, man, there's no way I could get through this. Like, Caleb, if you knew the situation that I was in, if you knew the struggle that I was in, if you knew what I've been through and what I'm going through, if you knew what my tomorrow looked like, Caleb, you wouldn't have the faith. Can I encourage you? Can I, can I encourage you? I know someone who knows exactly the situation that you're in. Exactly to the T. And in fact, he didn't even go through it yesterday when you did, but he could see it thousands of years ago before you were even a thought. And he cares and loves you that much that he would want to let you know tonight on the 8th of September, whatever it is, through me, of all people, that he's with you. That he, you will go through, that you will get through this, that evil days will come, but I'm with you. Don't lose hope, don't lose heart, because God is with us. And that's how much he loved us, that he would do the journey with us. Wisdom says you can get through this. Number four, wisdom says understand what God's will is. I feel like I need that music and you know, that do 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 you know, like that. Like, how elusive is God's will, would, would we agree? I used to get freaked out by this. And this is a random thing to say, but it was probably because of this one scripture. You want to know why I got freaked out about God's will? Are you ready? Probably not supposed to be using the Bible like this, but just roll with me. Romans 12 too. Do not conform to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. I love that. Like that is like by changing the way that you think. And other tr- that is brilliant. But then the other bit's the bit that confused me as a young person. Are you ready? Then you'll be able to test and approve what God's will is. His good Pleasing and perfect will. Somehow, I translated this as like there's, there's three roads that we could be on, right? Like just roll. <laughs> there's like the good will. Another one says acceptable. Another translation is acceptable. So there's a good or acceptable will. There's a pleasing and there's a perfect will. And it's like I was so careful that I, I wanted to be in the perfect will of God that I'd freak out about every decision, that I'd overthink everything. And it's like, is that just me? Or maybe I have OCD, but... But I saw God's will as this elusive thing that I thought I was going to miss. Have you ever made big decisions? I have, and I've been like, oh God, like, is this your will? I don't know. I'm freaking out. Am I going to move here? Am I going to move there? I don't know which way. And Can I just set some people free tonight by a truth that I've started to live by? Are you ready? I told the young adults to treat this last Saturday. But do you want to hear it? I don't think you do <laughs> do you like that just building up some drama thank you um god's will is whatever like <laughs> don't look at me like crazy all right for a second don't i'm not a heretic i promise i'm trying not to be anyway but god's will is whatever let me clarify by reading one scripture are you ready Colossians three, seventeen. And whatever you do, in word or deed, do it all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God the Father through him. So what if just what if God's will was whatever, because God's will I've found and is more of a disposition of my heart than it is a physical location. So the will of God is more my heart being towards him and desiring what he wants than it is the job I have, than the house that I live in. Like, yeah, I think God wants the best for me, but what he wants more than the house that I live in and the job that I have and the car that I drive and the person that I am in a relationship with, what he wants more than that is he wants me. He wants you. You can the will of God is a disposition of your heart. It's not a career. It's not a job title. This is going to sound crazy. But sometimes it's not even a ministry role. It's not having that spouse or that house or that mouse. No, I'm just trying to rhyme it But it's the disposition of my heart. It's God. I desire you, that, that, that is his will for you, that you would desire him and that you would live your way, life in a way that would lead towards him and would bring other people on the journey because they would see God at work in our lives and they would go, wow, how can you go through that situation and still be loving life? How can you have gone through that and still say that God is good? How can you do that in the same job that I'm in and come to work every day early? Really? Because his will is a disposition of our heart, not a physical location. Because you know the problem with that is? Is that we would easily, if it wasn't, if the will of God wasn't a condition of our heart, it was a physical location, there would be so many times that we would all be out of the will of God. And then it's like just roll with me, but then we put the universe out. Like, if I deliberately go against the will of God, then I'm outside the will of God, and then like, and then I keep making decisions like is there a parallel universe happening then where Caleb was, and how do I get back? And do you know how confusing that gets? And then I make decisions that then take other people out of their will of God. And do you know what I'm saying? It's like that same old argument, like if you only had one person in your whole world that you could marry, and then Isaiah Prilger goes and marries them before you can. Well, then the universe is out. Like you can't marry that person because they're married. This and God's for marriage. So like, that's what the will of God is like if it was a physical location or a physical job or a task or a location. It's not. It's a disposition of our heart. God, I desire you. Wisdom says that I understand what his will is and his will is that all men should know him. Yeah, amen. <laughs> That's his will. And then from that position, from that disposition of my heart, I want others to know him like I can. So it means that we can be in the will of God and have a seemingly mundane job, that we can be in the will of God and go through hard times, that we can be in the will of God when we lose a loved one, that we can be in the will of God when a relationship fails because the will of God is a disposition of my heart, not a physical location. Circumstances are sometimes out of our control. But do you know what we're in control of? Our heart. (laughs) This is why Proverbs 4.23 says, Above all else. Above everything else. Above all else, guard your heart. For everything you do flows from it. Can we be people that would guard our heart? that would turn our attention and our heart towards him. Can I pray for us? Hey, God, I just pray, Lord, that something that I spoke about tonight would speak to every one of us, myself included. God, I just pray, Lord, that we would be a people that would walk in wisdom. God, that we would be a people that would walk in your love and your light to the world around us. God, help us to understand, God, what your will is for us and how we can seek it and how we can transform our heart from the inside out. God, I just pray, Lord, that you would show us the opportunities that we have in our life right now. God, that we wouldn't miss them, but we would make the most of that opportunity and those people in our world today. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hey, also, while I'm here, if you're here and you've, maybe church is new to you and maybe you're not used to an environment like this, but I just want to give you an opportunity and extend an invitation to you to start a relationship with God. A lot of what I talked about from tonight and even talking about my heart disposition towards God, it started because I made a decision to open up my life and ask him to come in. I asked to have a relationship with him and to start a journey with him. And if you're here tonight and you've never done anything like that, but you'd like to tonight, I just want to extend an invitation to you. If you're here and you want to say, Caleb, tonight, I want to start a relationship with God. I want to do life better. I want to know what you're talking about and, 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 and how I can live a similar life to you. If that's you, why don't you just raise your hand right now. I'd love to lead you in a prayer. we would love to talk. We can catch up after the service. Are you here tonight? So yeah, that's me. Awesome. Great. If you ever come into church and you're never sure about who to talk to, on the right-hand side over there, we have what we call a connections lounge. That's a really good meeting place. If you want to talk to someone about your faith, about what that looks like, what's next, you want to get more connected in church, come back there, and one of our pastoral team would love to talk with you. But why don't you come, Pastor Kay? Thank you.